0: hello and welcome to the nourish gut podcast this space is for you if you suffer from digestive issues such as ibs SIBO, or even bowel disease this is also the place for you if you're thinking about having a baby or if you have young children and would like to learn more about the infant microbiome i am your host carly raven i'm a naturopath clinical nutritionist gut health expert and mother My mission is to resolve complex gut health issues and reduce the prevalence of gut disorders by educating parents just about how vital gut health is in infants. So, if you're ready to get your shit together, please grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy, and let's improve our guts together. Hello, and welcome back to the Nourish Gut Podcast. Today, we are kicking things off again with another guest interview, this time with the lovely Catherine, again from my Nourish Gut program. She is still a part of the Nourish Gut program. She's around halfway through the program and just getting incredible results. So I'm really excited to be bringing her on today um, to show you guys just how quickly you can start to feel better when you've got a plan in place that is addressing your individual underlying causes. So in Catherine's case, she we found that she had both hydrogen and methane SIBO, and she also has uh, colonic dysbiosis. So there's been a lot to work on in her case, um, and she had quite chronic bloating, digestive, um, diarrhea, constipation, and a lot of food intolerances. So as you're going to hear today, you're going to hear from her about, um, what we've been doing, um, the wins and the challenges, um, and what we've still got to achieve, but Yes, a huge thank you to Catherine for coming on and and sharing her story, and I really hope that you find inspiration and hope um, as a listener uh, when it comes to resolving your digestive issues. So let's jump into it and um, get into the nitty-gritty of SIBO and treating SIBO with diet and supplements and lifestyle changes. I'm so excited. Let's do this. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Nourish Gub podcast. I'm really, really excited to have you. Um, let's start by, I'd like to kind of hand it over to you um, and uh, ask you a few questions about your experience on the program um, and maybe just let the listeners know a little bit about who you are, maybe how you heard about me um, and why you decided to join
1: the Nourished Gut Program. Yeah, so my name is Catherine. Um, I have been suffering with what I got told was IBS for the last about eight years. Um, And one day in my battle with IBS, I um, was scrolling through Instagram and Carly's ad popped up saying a free masterclass to beat IBS. And I thought, I was so desperate. <laughs> I was going to do every anything I could. So I um I signed up and a few a month later I I attended and um then we did a then we did a consult from there and um I really couldn't say no like yeah you gave me um you gave me ideas and um a different perspective than no one else has ever given me before. Um and yeah, yeah, I signed up to your program from there. And so, as an IBS
0: kind of um, sufferer, what symptoms were you experiencing before joining the program? Like, how were you feeling from maybe like a food perspective? Were there food intolerance or, um, yeah, how were you feeling and what uh, were the biggest, you know, driving reasons for you needing help?
1: Yeah, so I was pretty much nauseous, bloated, cramping after every meal and it progressively got worse throughout the day. So as I, um, by 6pm at night, I would look like six months pregnant. I would be in bed with a heat pack most nights, unable to pretty much move without feeling like I was going to vomit. Um, it's pretty, sounds pretty like, you know, gruesome, but it's it was the reality of what I was going through. Um, I would be in tears a lot a lot of the time like just because I was just at my wits end and I couldn't I couldn't live like that anymore. Mm, and you had been suffering
0: for quite some time weren't you like a couple of years?
1: Like, yeah so I think I'd been suffering since I was 18 years old like is when it started and it progressively got worse so by the time I saw you Carly I was I was
0: pretty pretty unwell. Mm. And what hesitations or concerns did you have kind of joining the program and what popped up for you maybe during the masterclass or, you know, when you did chat to me, were there any hesitations about, you know, investing in your health and, and trying trialing a naturopath or a different avenue than what you'd done before? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: I um, had seen so many different health professionals. I'd seen so many different dietitians, naturopaths, and all they'd really done is exclude foods. So everyone had said like, oh, take dairy out and you'll feel better. Take gluten out. And then once you take all these foods out, it's really hard to get them back in because you still feel so awful and you're not any better. Um, So I think my hesitation was investing all that money in it to walk away and feel exactly the same as I did. Um, But I did. I spoke to my mom and I spoke to my partner and they all said it's money. Like money is money. But if you're going to feel better at the end of the day, then it's just money.
0: Like, and it's like, how, you know, how can we actually put a price on your health? And I think when we actually feel better, we, you know, we have the ability to earn more money because we're more productive at work and, you know, all of those things. So it can kind of be this thing that, you know, comes full circle once we we feel really vital. Absolutely. Um, and what does your, prior to joining the program, what did your lifestyle look like beforehand? Like what were you kind of, um, were you really stressed or yeah, tell us a little bit more about, I guess, you and um, the way you lived your life.
1: Well, I guess early days, I would say I had a pretty stressful, um, I was in a pretty awful relationship and that caused a lot of stress for me. Um moving out of that I was a big partier so we went out every weekend lots of drinking um, lots of bad food the next day um, which sort of led to I think where I ended up and then as I started to say okay I need to change things here um, I did find a different way of living so I was adding in lots of different foods that I wouldn't have eaten before lots of um, fermented foods lots of bone broths, lots of um yeah, just like really trying to um look at my health in a different way. Um and try and cut out a lot of the crap I was eating, I guess. Um but yeah, I guess I started a new job this year that was pretty stressful. Um I tried everything if I'm honest. Like I, I tried the diets, I tried um meditation I tried hypnotherapy I tried a lot of things over the years so I've my lifestyle has changed a lot mm. um finding that balance and what works for me um so yeah I guess uh, yeah there's a lot of there's been a lot of different changes in
0: my lifestyle over the years um and what say. do you think like now obviously you're maybe halfway through the program at the moment um mm-hmm. And obviously being in the program, you've learned so much and we've discovered, you know, a few things which we're going to talk about in a moment. But, um, you know, now looking back on your lifestyle before compared to now, what do you think were the major things that were maybe not uh, helping you and your IBS then?
1: So I think one thing that I've realized, even maybe in just the last couple of weeks, is high intensity exercise is not good for my gut, (laughs) So I used to go to the gym every single day, cardio like four times a week. Um, And I have cut that right back to pretty much once, maybe twice if I'm lucky. Um, Even just this morning, I went to the gym and it was half cardio and my stomach blew up. So it is not ideal like for my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just looking at a way of moving my body that is more my body's more receptive to i guess like it doesn't react so badly to um, like pilates and stuff like that so that's probably a big lifestyle change that i've made in the last few weeks
0: yeah awesome and is there anything else that you can think of like do you think that the diet um, and the partying and the stress um Mm -hmm. were big players as well and that you've made changes there and you're seeing positive impacts or yeah, what do you think's been making like a big change for you from a lifestyle perspective?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that the the partying every weekend was excessive and it doesn't it didn't help my my um my gut issues. Um I think sleep, like getting enough sleep, because just one night with not enough sleep can really throw you out as well. So I think that comes down to like, you know, not staying out till 5am every weekend and consuming a lot of alcohol, which really irritates your, your body. And it doesn't um, react well to like, I think those things um, have made a big difference and I'm not perfect.
0: Like I still, it still happens. It's yeah well you were in lockdown for quite a while (laughs) we were this program um so you were kind of like restricted and couldn't go out partying very much but then restrictions (laughs) stopped and um i remember having a little bit of a giggle uh over the last month you've kind of been coming on the group calls and being like "Ah, i've been out (laughs) (laughs) i've had some food and some alcohol but like maybe for the listeners um tell us a little bit about like what that's been like for you being able to have the freedom to still um like what's that meant for you because I know that there are a lot of programs out there where you know it can be quite restricted um restricted and strict and um that you can't do things like that so one of the really big things I try to encourage my clients to do is socialize and still have a life when you're doing these things um you know, especially when we're using those dietary therapies to, um, you know, correct some of the underlying issues. And it's a period where that we are cutting things out and you are following some guidelines. But um, what's it been like to, I suppose, eat out and have that social life on the program? Have you found that challenging? Or, um, yeah, what was your mentality around that?
1: Um, I think I remember when I first started with you and you said, like, 80-20, if you are good if you were following this 80% of the time, you will still see results. And I remember like thinking like, okay, like that means if I had to go out for dinner on the weekend and there was nothing I could eat on the menu and it was just a little bit off the diet, like that would be okay. Like I would still see results, which can happen for me a lot, a lot of weekends. Um, and I just remember thinking like, I, I could actually still have a life on this. Like because a lot of the time i wasn't socializing i couldn't go out for dinner i couldn't go out for drinks i couldn't do anything before this so mm, it was just nice points. to be like okay, yeah like okay one 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 dinner on a saturday night with my friends isn't going to be the, be the end of the world like um it changed my like my anxiety and my mentality around eating out and socializing I guess because you can get a lot of social anxiety from all the things that are going on and what can I eat and if I go out am I going to feel sick and then am I where's the nearest toilet and then there's a lot of social anxiety around it so it was nice to have a different perspective of yeah socializing I guess socializing as a whole
0: Yeah. And when you have socialized recently, and I know you're only kind of halfway through and recently where we're rejigging your treatment plan as well to almost do the second step in, you know, addressing the underlying cause of what's going on for you. But do you feel like you have been able to successfully eat out and not have really bad symptoms so far um, or what's that like when you're actually there and drinking or eating a pizza or whatever it might be that you've had (laughs) um, how did you feel compared to prior to joining the program
1: yeah I think that's the best thing about it is you are in the middle of this treatment and you really haven't eaten um, many foods off the diet and then you go out and say you eat a pizza and you go hang on I actually feel okay. This might actually be working. Like I might actually get back to some. So, so it sort of um it forces you into seeing your results as yeah. well.
0: Yeah. It puts yeah. it to the real test, doesn't it? It's like, okay, yeah. let's poke the bear a little bit and see. <laughs> okay. um, oh, that has garlic in it. Okay, I'll just eat <laughs> that tonight. <laughs> Oh, poor garlic and onion. Like (laughs) like the cops, it doesn't, it? Most, pretty much everyone I work with has like a love-hate relationship with those foods. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So do you want to share um, with everyone a little bit about what we've kind of found? So um, once you joined the program, we did a little bit of testing in your case. um, And yeah, what did we find?
1: So I am hydrogen positive for SIBO. And a little bit of methane. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love <it>. everyone. <laughs> like, oh,
0: Carly, you might need to explain this. <laughs> it's just nice to kind of flip it to you guys. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so hydrogen um, and methane um, SIBO uh, and a little bit of colonic um, dysbiosis as well. So in that large bowel. Um, and, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing as part of your treatment plan with that diagnosis.
1: Yeah, so I've been on the SIBO biphasic diet. So I, because my microbiome testing came back quite good, I've switched straight to the biphasic, but phase two of the biphasic diet. So I went straight on to antimicrobials. Um, so I was taking them twice a day. Um, I got some pretty severe die-off symptoms tell us
0: about that like um because not everyone gets them your um hydrogen overgrowth was quite you know in that severe category like and that's why it made a lot of sense you know in terms of your symptoms as well and like one of the hallmark symptoms of SIBO is that bloating and you were so bloated like you know that was probably Mm -hmm. a nausea like so bloated to the point that you were nauseated by that and all of the gas that was being produced by these funky little bacterias hanging out in that small intestine um so yeah tell us a little bit more about that
1: um yeah so when i first saw carly for my treatment plan she said oh you may experience some die-off symptoms and i was like oh what would they be and she was like oh you know probably just some bloating You might like, you know, your normal symptoms, but like a little bit worse. And I was like, I've got this. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I was so sick for like a week. (laughs) Um, I was so bloated. I was in a lot of pain, Um, very, very nauseous for like at least two days. Um, I felt like I couldn't, didn't want to eat, but I needed to eat to take my um, antimicrobials, which was good because it forces you to eat. It's important to eat still. Um, but once all of that passed, there's a dramatic shift in the way that you feel, you almost start to feel better than you did before. Mm. So it is all worth it. Um, and then every time I changed antimicrobials, I had to have symptoms again. Um, but that's okay. It was, it was totally worth it.
0: And I think, um, you know, there are things that we do you know, while you're on the, biphasic, you know, with the biphasic diet and, you know, uh, we give you certain things to manage that, but it is really individual. And I find uh, I can never really pick who's going to get these reactions with, you know, with patients, obviously ones who are more severe are going to, you know, um, get some of those reactions. But it is essentially when we really start to think about what's happening from a digestive point of view is where, we're actually killing off some of these bacteria and it's like a detox process. So the body's kind of trying to get rid of it as quick as possible. Um, And most people, I think, have done a detox in their life or know what a detox would feel like. Would you agree that it was almost like detox-like symptoms? Um,
1: Yeah, especially with one of them. One of them I got like a full cold and flu. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty on like like it that that detox like that headache mm. that headache will stick around for a few days um, yeah yeah definitely like a detox like just that brain fog I remember like having conversations with people at work and just like looking at them like I, I don't even I can't process what you're saying right now it was just like I was just in another world for a few
0: days <laughs> And I'm so glad that it did pass for you as well. I think that, you know, it is a very much a short term thing. So maybe tell us a little bit um, about what are some changes, like what are the biggest changes that you've seen on the program? What's kind of maybe talk about the things that have changed your life the moment, the most, um, and what your life kind of looks like a little bit. Obviously, we are, uh, we've still got some goals to achieve together. um, But I think, you know, you've improved so much, and I'm so proud of you as well because um, you're very much one of those patients who, um, you know, no matter what I say, you're like, yep, cool. You give it like the best shot, right? Like you, you really go and do because that's it can be challenging as a practitioner um, because we have all of this knowledge and we. You know, set up all of these treatment plans and do everything from our end, and we do all of the coaching. But you know, at some point, our patients also have to um, take that on board and, and make those changes, which is really why I love our um, the program because you get to check in so much and really, you know, bring up those challenges and we can work through them. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about what you've seen, what the biggest changes are.
1: Yeah, I think the bloating. I'm almost not bloated at all anymore. Um, there's the odd few days where I'm a little bit, but it's nowhere near as severe. Um, it's Even on my bad days now, it's, it would be like a good day in the past. So the bloating is probably the biggest change for me. Um, the nausea has definitely eased because obviously the bloating's gone down. Um, I feel hungry at night. (laughs) I think just wanting to eat dinner and stuff like that, that can be just a huge change in your life. Where before I'd just be like, I don't even have an appetite for dinner. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's been a huge change. Um yeah, just I'm happier. The girls at work say I don't complain that I feel sick at three o'clock every day.
0: So good.
1: (laughs) Just the little things. It's just the little things that and like, it's good to hear that other people are seeing a change in me too.
0: Yeah. It's that's epic, nice. isn't it? Like, you know, that's when you go, okay, like things must not have been very good. You know, for us as people to be verbalizing how much in pain or suffering we, we are, and then to have that mirrored back to us that you're a different person in a way is that's phenomenal.
1: Yeah. And I think. Yeah, I think sometimes because for us it happens slowly. We slowly have changes happen as we go through this treatment. But for other people, they just go, oh, whoa, like I haven't seen you in a week and you're like a different person this week. And that's really nice to see because sometimes you struggle to see it for yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. And when you're in it doing, and it is, it's not always easy, is it? Like we have to... (laughs) um, keep at it we have to change our habits we you know 95% of the time we operate from the subconscious and you know some of the things I've asked you to do weren't a routine for you they weren't normal for you and so you know I'm always trying to challenge the patients that I'm working with but you know so that you can see these results um so yeah can I ask you a poo question do you care if like we talk about poo just for a little (laughs) bit we won't do too much (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, maybe could you just share maybe how your uh, stools have been changing throughout the program? Maybe yes. kind of what they were like prior um, and where they're at now. Because I know there's still we've still got a few things to achieve in this sense, um, but it might just be a really nice conversation because there's other people out there, I think, who have gone through the same thing as you or experienced the same thing. hmm
1: yeah. So I was getting like, I was quite constipated most of the time. Um, and then once my bowels started moving, they could easily shift to the other end and be quite loose. So it was, what are you going to wake up with this morning sort of situation? Um,
0: can I never I put knew. in For one second, there, and just put some context to that statement as well. So, because Catherine is a mixed SIBO patient, because she does have hydrogen and methane, um, that's a really typical presentation. For someone like Catherine because hydrogen generally will result in diarrhea um, and methane can cause that constipation um, so it, it's no surprise that they are like that's how sh- you were feeling um, mm-hmm. and so where are you at now um, and you know what are we achieving at the moment because we've recently in the last week really shifted the goalposts a little bit um, do you want to yeah. tell the listeners a little bit about that
1: Yeah, so I have obviously been feeling a lot better. Um, I have stopped. I pretty much don't have any. I actually don't think I've had a loose bowel in a very long time, Um, but I am still quite constipated. So it's something that I struggled with the whole way through, especially because the diet can be like, I feel like I struggled to get my fiber in sometimes in the diet. Um, I really had to focus on getting that fiber in, and that could really, yeah. So sometimes I was well. Most of the time, I am quite constipated still. Um, so I think that's what we're sort of working towards now. That other, other side of the, the For <laughs> Methane.
0: Yeah, and because the methane. That was that colonic overgrowth as well, and methane can be more stubborn as well, um, and constipation in general. Um, you know, I'm just so excited that you're at that point where I feel like we've, you know, got that hydrogen under control, and you don't, you're not really symptomatic at that anymore. So, we're at the point where we're really pivoting, um, and now we're really focusing in on that constipation and methane. And I'm so excited. I think that, um, you know, hopefully the next couple of months. Um, you know, can really start to shift that as well. Um, what were you surprised about with the program? Um, I was
1: surprised how much I like the group calls, I think, because at the start I was like, oh, I am not talking about my symptoms in front of strangers. Who talks with others?
0: I don't know these people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a better way to feel.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, like, I think because it's nice to know that you're not in it alone and I think even though we're all different we all have our own um, symptoms and our own battles I think that it was just nice to know that these guys are going through this too Um, and I think it was also nice to be able to check in like just to know that on a Friday oh I've had a flare-up I don't know what's going on I can jump on a Monday and I can speak to Carly about it instead of having to you know, oh, when's our next appointment? And, like, it just makes everything happen a lot quicker and just the way it should. So, yeah, I do really like the group calls. I think that was what I was most surprised about because I did not
0: think I would like them. I don't think you've even missed one.
1: No, because my...
0: Maybe one or two, but I would say most weeks you're there um, and, you know, and I think that has a lot to say as well with, you know, to how much you're achieving on the program as well because, you know, as I said to you, I'm very proud for the amount of effort and, you know, I'll say something and next week you've done it. It's like <laughs> you know, it's a massive kudos to you and um, it is. It's such a lovely community, those group calls, and, um, you know, they're so diverse. Like there's so many different Um, people in there with lots of different stuff going on. Um, And I think you would agree that, you know, there's a bunch of people all in there with similar SIBO to you, but different, it's all different. Like, you know, there's no cookie cutter mould. You know, even though it is a program, it's not like you're all going through the exact same thing um, because it is individualised as well. Um, What would you say your biggest challenge was? is it could still be going on. <laughs> that's totally fine. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> I miss it
1: so much. <laughs> and it's really hard because I am a kinder teacher and I'm getting lots of chocolate at the moment <laughs> uh, for Christmas. <laughs> um so it's in my house. <laughs> um but that that's been a big challenge and I think I think the diet in general is a big challenge. Um because, like you said, like you go out for dinner, you have things on. Like you don't meal prep that week, then everything goes out the window, and it can really easily happen. And I think that's that's probably the biggest challenge. Um, everything else I've like all the supplements I found really easy. Um, I think the diet is probably the biggest the biggest challenge
0: because yeah. it's so. It, what little things have you done to overcome them? Because you're still like doing it, right? And yeah. like, how have you <laughs> coped with these chocolate cravings and the diet challenges? Like I've definitely caved. I'm
1: not going to say I've been perfect <laughs> the whole time.
0: I'm putting you um, on the spot but, now, aren't I? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but for the first six weeks, I don't think I touched it. So I think it's probably been the last few weeks and I think that that's because I I am not seeing as many negative like reactions to chocolate. Where like if I touched chocolate at the beginning, I would see that reaction and I'd be like, I don't want to because I don't want to feel like that. So I think it's that mental that mental game again. What like you know if you feel better off it, you're not going to touch it. As soon as you start to feel like oh that makes me feel good, <laughs> that's and when it gets sometimes. hard. It's
0: food right like absolutely yeah it's not that we you know it's not a bad don't thing need to continue on bad. Your personal device. um you know it's just that something that we it is so addictive um you know it's got the right sugar salt addictive levels in it. <laughs> I, Different, in you know it's like a, you know I just imagine them in the labs making chocolate like with like test tubes and like studying the brain and how to get our brain to fire to just keep consuming it. like I legit think this is a thing because like, you know, even when I have chocolate now, I'm like, my first thing is like, cause I don't eat like Cadbury chocolate very often. And when I do, it's like, my first is like, Oh my gosh, it's so sweet. But then I'm like, give me more like the, the brain yeah. just like switches on. Um, and it's so addictive, but so I think we tend to then over-consume it and that's when it's an issue. Um, and I probably would say that for most things, if we're over-consuming them, you know, that's when it can come back and almost bite us on the bum a little bit symptom-wise. But, yeah, it's nice to know that you've been able to still enjoy some chocolate. And I haven't completely <laughs> um, deprived you of that. And what about the biphasic diet? Um, what were some little things that you found was really helpful for that because you know the biphasic diet is a really common um, thing that people do when they have SIBO so there'll be a lot of people here who may have trialed it and failed or um, were successful with it um, or maybe they're doing it at the moment so yeah what are some little things that you've found helpful while being on that?
1: Yeah so um, is it Rebecca Mm Coos? Yeah. Rebecca Coombs, her, um, she does a meal plan. So I bought that. It's not expensive. Um, And the first two weeks, I 99% followed that pretty much, I think, but one meal. But by the end of pretty much the first week, then I just had my head around what I'm doing, I guess. So that just helped me to just stick to it while I was still trying to figure out what I was allowed to eat, what I wasn't like all of that kind of stuff um and then from there it was I still I still eat some of her meals they're really good I really love her pulled pork and her um chili and she has a really nice um chocolate granola um so they're yeah. <laughs> phenomenal
0: work. For anyone who hasn't checked out um, Rebecca, she's just got the most amazing resources and recipes. And um, it's one of my go to recommendations for people on the biphasic because it's just, it just makes it easier, doesn't it? Like less brain space, doesn't it? Like when you've got these amazing resources that have already been done from someone who's gone through the process as well. Um, so, yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah. And I think that that like, cause then you can just meal prep her meals too. And I just put them away and put them in the freezer. And then, you know, on a Friday night when I don't want to cook, instead of reaching for the phone and getting takeaway, I'm like, Oh, hang on. I've got a meal in the freezer and I just whip it out, heat it up, eat it. And then that way I know that, you know, I've stuck to the diet again instead of doing the easy thing, which is ordering takeaway.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So easy to do isn't it? Um, so easy in
1: life? Yeah. I was going to say in life gets busy like there's always times where you know you can use Food from the freezer.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. And and it's not that takeaway is bad by any means, and we can still have takeaway and things like that. But I think it's looking again at how often we're doing that. Um, you know, and if we were a little bit more prepared, like in your case, where you can have a couple of frozen meals and stuff like that, um, it saves you so much more money too. Being able to you know eat less out. Um, and uh, so, Amy, I think like what we've covered so far has just been so amazing. Um, do you have any advice for people with IBS and SIBO and who might be kind of sitting on the fence considering jumping into the program that you're doing with me? Um, anything else that you kind of wanted to share with people who might be experiencing the symptoms that you had?
1: Yeah, I just think don't hesitate. I know it's so easy to be like, oh, I'll just sit back and I'll just wait for something to change, but nothing's going to change if you don't do anything about it. And I think so many doctors are going to tell you that there's nothing that they can do. You've just got IBS and, you know, or once you get your bowel movements under control, it'll be all good. Or If you just cut out dairy, you'll feel better. If you just cut out gluten and like, I'm not saying that that's, not going to work for some people but just yeah just just do it because it like there is help out there and that there's don't just sit back and live in pain and live in um in discomfort because you've been told that there's nothing they can do because there is something that you can do
0: Mm, absolutely there is always there's always a reason why you're feeling the way you're feeling you just need to dig deeper and look deeper and get more information. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. It was, it's was it been an absolute pleasure. Um, and I think it's been, you know, quite refreshing to um, talk real about certain things as well. I think, you know, that's why I love doing these interviews and chatting with you guys, because we get to see a little bit of the ins and outs and it's not always, you know, bright and rosy and, <laughs> you know, there are times when we're working with changing our health. So, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and for anybody who uh, is wanting to look further into Um, addressing their IBS or SIBO, I've um, now got SIBO testing available directly via the website. Um, So you can do that. um, And then the doors will be open to join the program again in January. So if you're listening to this, um, I am wrapping up, um, wrapped up at the moment for the year and for early January. However, um, yeah, if you're curious and you'd like to know if you have SIBO kind of like Catherine does, you can get the testing done now and then look we'll at joining the program in January. Um, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions as well. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Guth Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.